0: With Hashem's assistance, we learn Kedushan Daf Nun, page 50. We begin at the very bottom of Memtessema Beis, page 49b. Three lines from the bottom, beginning, beginning of the Gemara. Hahu gavra, there was a certain man, the zavin lenixe. he sold his property, Israel, with the intent of going to Israel. In the Zavon, but when he sold it, le-amar, he didn't say anything about the fact that he wanted to go to Israel. So what happens? So he comes back, and he wasn't able to get to Israel for whatever reason and so Ravi says to him despite the fact that you had originally intended that the only reason you're selling it is because you're going to Israel and now you haven't gone there but you never expressed that explicitly so since you didn't say it so it's a matter that's inside of your heart and something that's inside of the heart that's not expressed is not significant so I'm sorry but you can't have your line back Where does Rav know this concept? It's from the fact that we have the following Mishnah The verse says He shall bring the sacrifice So this teaches us that we can force him because it says twice in the verse First, it says that uh, the verse says, Zachar Tanya explains Rashi. The verse says he's supposed to bring it. And then it says he says it brings it again. So this teaches us that we're supposed, we can force sometimes a person to bring a sacrifice. Yachal Bal you might think that we can do it against his will. That's what the verse says, with his will. You need him to have the desire. Okay, it says, how does this work? How can you force him with his will? Meaning, how can he be masking? How can he acquiesce to something that he doesn't want to do? So we say, We force him until, until he says the words, I want to do it myself what 's the reason we in his heart he 's not interested he's only it 's only because he 's being forced to do it so it must be because we say despite the fact that he inside of his heart he doesn 't really want to do it the fact that he says that he wants to do it we don 't care what 's inside of his heart. So that would be a good proof for Rav how he knows this concept. The Maharaj says, no. Maybe it's different over there. There we say that we don't care about what's in his heart. Because we know that in fact what's inside of his heart is that really, really deep down inside he wants to have the Kapar. He wants to have the atonement that comes along with the sacrifice. So you can't prove anything from there. So the Gemara says, Ele seifa. For, rather from the end. Similarly, we find in regards to giving a divorce document, and in regards to giving over uh, a document of freedom for a slave, again, we force the to guy to, to, until he says, I want to do it myself. Again here, why? In his heart, he's not interested. It must be because we say that we don't care what's inside of his heart. We, all we have is what he's saying, and he's saying, I want to do it. The says no, it's not a good proof. maybe it's over there. Because the reason that we say that we don't care what's inside of his heart is because he has a commandment to listen to the words of the sages. And since the sages are telling him that he has to give a get, even though he doesn't want to, really deep down inside of him, if he, inside of his heart, he wants to do what God says. And God says that he should listen to the sages. Therefore, that's why we say we discount what's inside of his external heart, so to speak, and we look at what's inside deep down inside of him and and what he's saying. So we still don't have a proof that the matters that are inside of the heart are insignificant. So Reyesus so says, rather from here, let's say a man marries a woman. And he says, I thought that she was a, uh, the daughter of a coin. And it turns out that she's the daughter of a levi. I thought that she was the daughter of a levi and she turns out to be the daughter of a coin. I thought that she was poor and it turns out she's rich. I thought she was rich turns out she's poor. So here the Kedushan works the marriage is indeed valid because she didn't trick him meaning just because he thought that they never expressed that it was never a condition expressly in the Kedushan in the marriage so therefore it's irrelevant How you see? Why, are they, why are they considered married? he says that this is what I thought so here we see again that there's a concept that what he thinks inside of his heart is irrelevant Abay says Maybe that's not a good proof. Maybe it's different over there. Because we're making a stringency. It could be that they're not completely married. But we're just saying perhaps they might be married. So, on the chance that they're married, so we'll make them get a divorce. Or we'll make, them get a, we'll make them do it again. But you can't just go and marry someone else. But there's no, we can't say for sure that over there they're completely married. So Abai says, No, you can't prove it from there. Rather try from here. all This is what we said in our Mishnah. In all these cases, even though she says that in her heart she intended to get married off of Piquen despite the fact that he said that condition, meaning even if he doesn't fulfill the condition, she had thought in her heart she wants to get married. It doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? She says that that's what was inside of her heart. So that's a proof that the bar should believe in the bar. The matters that are inside the heart are irrelevant. The gemara says, Maybe it's different over there. They came in the Asniya, lav kol the akar lola tanoia." Maybe it's different over there because since she made a condition, she doesn't have the ability, or he made the condition, she doesn't have the ability with what she was thinking in her, inside of her heart to uproot that condition. So maybe that's why they're not, that's why they're not married. Ela Amar Rav Bar Avin, says as follows: Uvda hava be' Rav There was a story that happened in the yeshiva of Rav Chizda, and Rav in the yeshiva and they answered this question they were able to prove that matters inside of the heart are relevant from the following let's say someone says to his messenger bring me the money from that window in my house or from the chest from the box over there and he brought it to him and he brought him not exactly what he intended even though the guy who sent him the one whose, whose stuff it is he said I didn't intend this one so since he brought from the pouch, which had hektish, the money that he brought, instead of bringing the the house owner's money, he brought money that was set aside for for holy purposes, to be given as a donation to the Beis to the temple. So once it's brought, so the balabais was Ma'al. He has to bring a Korban Me'ili, he has to bring a special sacrifice for unintentionally going and using something which belonged to the temple. And Rashi explains that what's going on here is that it's considered that the messenger did his job. Because if the messenger doesn't do his job, then the messenger is the one who gets me ila who has to bring the Korban, but since it's considered that he did his job, so it goes back to the Balabais. it's considered that the Baal was the one who did the, he benefited from that which would belong to the Temple. So here we see that, despite the fact that he was thinking something, and the, Bala, and, the, and the Shliach did something else, the Messenger did something else, nevertheless, it's considered that the Messenger fulfilled the job that he was supposed to do. Vahamai, the asks, Why? He says in my heart what he, what he intended. So it's clear that we say, say that, that it doesn't matter what he has inside of his heart. The says, no. Maybe it's different over there because that, the, that we don't believe him. It could be that normally when he says something and it's believable, even though it was inside of his heart, we would believe it. And it would be significant. But here it could be that the reason that we don't believe it is because we don't trust him. So the Gemara says, "Imkain If so, he should have said, hava." He didn't have to say that. I didn't intend that. He could have just said that I did it intentionally, and that would also prevent him from having to bring this korban meila, bringing the sacrifice for unintentionally. The only time you bring a sacrifice for benefiting is only if it's done unintentionally. So the Gemara says, "No A person would not make himself into an evil person. So the Gemara says, in his he should have said, if he really indeed was lying, he could have said a different line. He could have said, "I remembered at the time, De Tanya." We don't arrest the nizkar If let's say the one who's sending the messenger remembers before the messenger gets there that the stuff that he's asking him to bring is indeed hectic it's something that's for the temple v'le nizkar But the messenger didn't know shliach Maul So then the 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 one who sent him, is not going to be considered that he benefited from the base of mila. He doesn't have to bring a Korb mila. Only the shliach, the messenger, does. So the bottom line here is that since he could have said that I remembered, and that would have gone out of the Karmila, but no, what does he say? He says that that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant inside of my heart. And nevertheless, we don't care about what he says inside of his heart, so that shows us that there's a concept of Dvarm Shabalev and Advarm, manners that are inside of the heart are irrelevant. There was a certain guy that he sold his properties in order to go to Israel, and he made that clear when he sold them he went to israel, but he couldn 't find a place to live and then he came back Amarava. so Rava sulik to Ad anyone who goes to Israel so he intends to be able to find a place to live so therefore and he wasn 't able to find a place to live, so therefore he gets back his his uh, his properties those who say those who say that actually what happened was he intended to go, and he did indeed go, and therefore since he went. So Rav was telling him that despite the fact that he came back and he couldn't find a place to live, he still does not get back his properties. there was a certain person to he, he sold his possessions on the condition with the intent that he was going to go to Israel. The selfless, so like he didn't end up leaving at all. Amar of Ashi, said, Ashi said, if he wants he could go. And that being the case, so he can't say that the, the whole Mechach, the whole transaction didn't take place, because theoretically if he goes, then the transaction will have taken place. So Ikeda that those who say that the way he said it, the way Ravashi said it was slightly differently. If he wants, he can't go. Meaning he was saying that if something happened to prevent him from going, What's the difference between these two ways of Ravashi saying it? The difference will be this: if there was some kind of thing that indeed prevented him on the path. According to the first way that he said it, the first, the first version of Ravashi, he said if he wants, he can go. So Rashi explains that over here we're talking about a case where he heard that there are some kind of robbers on the path, and therefore that's why he's not going. But theoretically, he could indeed expend an extended amount of effort in order to get past those robbers, and uh, maybe if he brings in a firepower in order to prevent them from bothering him. So it's possible for him to go. So according to the first version, So, indeed, the mekach, the transaction will not be bottled, it won't be cancelled. However, according to the second version, he had said, Is anything stopping him? That would imply if something small even was stopping him, then indeed the mekach would be bottled, the transaction would be nullified. We continue with the Mishnah. How? If someone who says to his messenger, "Please go out and marry me a woman plainness, a certain woman from a in a certain place." But if he went and he married her in a different place, and a they are not considered married. Had rehi from Let's say he says to his messenger, "She is in a certain place." But if he and he married her in a different place, had rezi they are indeed considered married. The Gemara says that we learned this a similar idea, about in regards to the divorce document. How? If someone who says, "Give this divorce document to my wife." complain in a certain place and he gave it to her in a different place it's not good he hasn't fulfilled that which was that, his job let's say he says she is in a certain place and he gave it to her in a different place kosher it's fine we need to learn this, these, these concepts by both the if I only said it in regards to getting married in a place where he's coming to bring her in, meaning he's trying to marry her, so in this place they're going to, they're going to, they, they like me there, so he specifically wants it in that place because no one's going to say anything negative about him there, but in that place they don't like me, they're going to say something negative about me, but I would have said if I hadn't also said the halach by so where he's trying to get rid of her, we say that he doesn't care, he's not really mag. he doesn't really feel that it's so important for it to be Done in that place. If I only it to you and not by not by marriage, so maybe he specifically wants that place because he doesn't mind to be embarrassed over there—that he's that people will find out that he's divorcing his wife. But not in this place, meaning he specifically wants that place. But in regards to it's a positive thing he's getting married, so it could be that he doesn't care, he doesn't care where it happens. So that's why we need both cases. My season we begin the next mishnah. Let's say a person marries a woman on the condition that she doesn't have any kind of vows that she has that are still upon her. turns out that she, that she does have vows. They're not considered married. It's not, it's not a good Kiddushan. It's not a good marriage. Let's say he married her without any preconditions. And there are indeed vows that she has. So the original Kiddushan was indeed valid, but he, he divorces her and she doesn't get a Ksuvah. She doesn't get the benefits of the divorce. Let's say says i don 't want her to have any kind I make a condition in the cadu in the, in the marriage that she doesn 't have any kind of blemishes on her body and it turns out that she does in the Mikodesh, they're not considered married Konsustan, unless he married her without any preconditions of the nimsu Bamumin and it turns out that she does have some kind of blemishes on her body. Te Suva so then she she is considered married in the first place, but he gives her a get. A divorce document, and she doesn't get the benefits of the ksuvah. Any blemish that's problematic for a kohen, for a priest in order to serve in the temple, they also can be problematic for a woman. the Gemara says that we learned also in the Mishnah, Gabi ksuvis, kiyagadu, the exact same Mishnah, by ksuvis. So, et So here we're, we're coming to teach you the halachas in regards to marriage. So, we mentioned along the way, we mentioned the halachas in regards to the ksuva. Hassam ksuva is over there, however, in Ksuvis. So, we mentioned we need it for the main halacha, which is Ksuvis. So, the and then once we're mentioning that, we also see the halachas in regard to kedushin. Mansisi we begin the next Mishnah. de Let's say a man marries two wives with one pruta, or one woman with less than Shavaputah. Even though he sent her presents afterwards, we turn to the reason that he sent them he didn't mean to marry her with these presents that he's sending her but rather he thinks in his head that he's already married her and he's just sending her like gifts now that they're engaged and the same thing if a minor went and married a woman and he sent her presents afterwards, meaning after he became a an adult. So despite the fact that he's sending these presents and theoretically we could consider the presents as if he's marrying her with these presents. No, he thinks that he originally married her when he was a minor. He doesn't realize that that, that didn't work. Now the Gemara begins. We need all these cases in the Mishnah. If I had to the case where he gave a pruta and they each received a half a pruta, I need the kanafik mamainamine toy. It's only because he thinks that he's given a certain amount of money. He's given a pruta. I, they didn't get a pruta. it Doesn't matter. That's why he would make a mistake. About but if he, he himself only gave less than a Shavu we would say that he. everybody knows that you can't marry a woman with less than a pruta. So now he knows that he didn't marry her yet. Now when he's sending her some kind of present, he needs to marry her with that present. So that's why we're saying no. for so the mission is coming to say that no, they're not considered married. He still thinks that he married her even with less than a Prutah. If I would have said these two cases, Bain because people can't really tell a big difference between a pruta and a little bit less than a pruta but a, but a minor who married him, who got married to a woman everyone knows that the marriage of a minor is, is completely irrelevant so therefore, when he goes and he sends these presents, he means to marry her with them. So the Mishnah is coming to sell, tell you that no, he, he doesn't know that, he doesn't realize that, and therefore, when he becomes an adult and he sends her these presents, he does not mean to marry her because he thinks that his original marriage worked. We learned in a memorandum of a statement. Rafuna Omar, Rafuna said, If a person sends some kind of presents, we are worried that perhaps he meant to marry her. And Rabbi said the same thing. We are worried when somebody goes and sends a present that he means to marry her. Rabbi says, we asked on ourselves meaning Ravo just said that when someone sends a present it could be that he means to marry her I, the Mishnah says that even if he sends some kind of presents afterwards they're not considered married so how can I tell you that if they send presents he means to marry her that we're worried that, it, that, it, that he might be marrying her so Abaye answered Hasam tani taima. there's the reason is as it states in the Mishnah he is sending these presents now because he thinks he originally married her and therefore Therefore, therefore that's why when the presents are sent now so he thinks that he married her previously and that he doesn't mean to marry with the presents but if let's say Stam the case of Rav Huna and Raba he's talking about a case where he has not previously sent anything he has not tried to marry her previously so now all the first thing that we see is that he's sending some kind of present so therefore we can assume or we have to be choshish with the word perhaps he meant to marry her Iked army there was a different version of this Amar Raba Raba said Mino minola." how do I know that if you send Sivlonas if you send these presents they're considered married it's only because that he had originally sent some kind of money that he had originally tried to marry her now he's sending these sivlonas these presents he doesn't mean to marry her with those presents so that's because there's a mistake but in general if he just sent the presents so then it would be considered a marriage and what does Abayah say the Mishnah means to say like this not only me not only in general do we say that a present if someone sends a present he doesn't mean to marry her not that they haven't gotten involved at all he doesn't mean to marry her Kalal at all you might think that in this case where he originally had started off the process he gave her half a bruta. so when he sends her some kind of present he means to marry her that's why the mission is coming to teach us that no that it's even the same as a regular case because Abayah holds that whether or not there has been anything previously when they send a present of some sort he does not mean to marry her with this my what, what was discussed further about this matter, says, asavli, in a place where they first get married and then they send some kind of presents, Chayshinan. so then we have to be worried that if he sent a present that they're considered married because either previously he married her or he's marrying her right now with this present, Masavli, asavli, but a place where they first get presents and then they marry her, then we're not worried, we don't assume that she's gotten married already if he, she receives some kind of presents because they get presents before they get married, asavli, p'shita. if it's a place where they normally get married First and then they give presents, it's obvious. Of course, they're, they're married now, or we consider them married. The says, No, we need it for a case where most people first get married and then they give the presents. And only some people give presents and afterwards get married. Because you might think that we should be worried that this might be one of the people who is of the, of the group that first gives the presents and then gets married. So that's what's going to teach us that no, we don't assume that. We, we can indeed say that they are considered married. Let's say a man has a ksuva in his hand in the marketplace and it says on it that he's married to a certain woman so and she's gone and she's married someone else what's well, going to be the halacha just because he has a, a, a document stating that he's married to her therefore she's going to be considered that she's married to him so what do we have on this Ravashi. says if it's a place where they first get married and then they write the so then we have to be worried that indeed she has been married to him But if it's a place where they first write and then they get married so then we don't have to be worried that she's married to him if it's a place where they first get married and then they write it, of course, of course we have to be worried. We need it. The safra. It's a place where it's not so common to have a scribe that comes through there. You might have thought that since we're talking about a place where the scribes come infrequently, so maybe, even though normally uh, a man first gets married and then writes the k'suva, maybe in this case he was worried that he didn't know when the scribe was going to come and he wanted to get married right away and he wanted to have the k'suva, so therefore he went and he hired the scribe even before he got married. So we don't assume that. Mas begin the next Mishnah Let's say a man tries to marry a woman and her daughter at the same time or a woman and her sister at once so that doesn't accomplish anything they're completely not married to him there was a story with five women and amongst them there were two sisters and a certain man went and he gathered together a basket full of figs it was theirs meaning the basket was there, and the fruits were Shemitah fruits, and he said, You are all married to me, with this basket, and one of them accepted it for all of them, and the sages said, The sisters are not married, because since they were married at the same exact moment, as we said at the beginning of the Mishnah, so you can't marry two girls, two sisters are not allowed to be married to them both, so they're not married to either one of them. We begin the Gemara, how do we know this? says, the verse says you shall not take a woman and her sister let's what does this mean the Torah says when you're trying to make them into co-wives at the same time you won't even be able to marry even one of them so me Torah says if so what about the Pasuk it says and the souls who do this will be cut off from their, from their nation if the kids Dushan hasn't done anything if, it, if you haven't been able to affect a marriage so how can you get how can your soul be cut off you haven't done anything Alama Rava Must be says Rava that the pasuk is talking about the verse is talking about one after the other So how do we understand the Mishnah? It's like If you can't do it one after the other so you also can't do it at the same time that's the statement of Rava that's the understanding of our Mishnah With Hashem's help we'll continue from here in the next Daily daf.